Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello listeners, we're back again for episode 9. I'm joined by Solly for his first part of the season, Brownie's back again, and we're also joined by another debutant as well. We'll be covering the three games that we've missed, we've got some listener questions to answer, and we'll finish off by looking ahead to Bristol City on Wednesday, and Alex Neal coming back to Deepdale as well, so enjoy. Brownie, good to have you back, how are you mate? Yeah, good mate, yeah, yeah, good, all good. the better after a um, a brilliant week for North End, so yeah, all yeah. good. Chuck a took a little trip to Amsterdam in there as well. Yeah, yeah, but I, one of my flights got cancelled, so it wasn't yeah. it wasn't great. Kind of ruined the holiday, but Fearing I got the back coming back. Yeah, it's coming back. Yeah, so had to use a day's holiday and all sorts. So oh, it wasn't nightmare. great. But yeah, solid first one of the season. How are you? I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very well indeed. Thanks. It's good to good. be back. It's always good to come on when uh, when results are sort of going your way as well. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm in rude health. Good. I have um, I have nothing to back this up. It's just a feeling, but I, I feel like you tend to time your appearances around when we're more on on an upward curve than anything well, else. Well, I'm not entirely sure about that, to be honest. I think I think um, we had a chat a couple of weeks ago, and I said I'll be in for uh, the uh, the podcast after Norwich. Uh, and at that point, we weren't scoring goals, we weren't conceding goals. So um, I'm not sure there's any numbers to back that feeling up. But um, <laughs> like I said, just a happened, no, yeah, yeah, North End are uh, are on the up. So as, yeah. as long as I continue to do that, no, and North End will be uh, North End will be in a decent position, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, we've got another Davidson as well. Uh, Sam, how are you, mate? Very well, mate. Good. Good. Seven point seven point week still on cloud nine, mate. Yeah, or Cloud 7, to be more specific. Yeah, whichever way you want to look at it, two wins <laughs> and a point, and up to eight is uh, just what the dots are ordered, isn't it? Yeah, two points off Rovers, are we now? We, we don't talk about them, do we? And, and they won the league, though, after like three games. August, weren't it? Or Same every season, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, if you like what we do here at From the Finney, you can support the podcast. Uh, as I always say at the start of these episodes... Just head over to supporter.acast.com forward slash from the finney. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then you can leave us a review. And if you listen on the Spotify app, then you can leave us a star rating on there as well. Be much appreciated. We'll start with our six nil-nil of the season, boys. Uh, Sunderland away. From what it sounded like after the game had finished, we were probably the better team and we're unfortunate not to come away with anything more than just a point. I don't know if did any of you boys go. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, I was on the piss in Prague, so I can't do a great deal of um, of commenting. It's but, a common um, theme on this podcast at the moment, Prague. Well, this is it. We both survived, um, though, didn't we, mate? We did, and we're both back in one piece, which is always yeah. a highlight. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll leave it to those who went to comment. Yeah, I went. Um, we had our chances early on. Um, the white one was the big chance um, to clear off the line. Then I felt we just sort of petered out a little bit, really. Um, sort of held our shape and probably took a point in fairness. They had many chances sprayed across goal. Um, we had a chance through Brown at the end where he cuts inside, possibly could have done better. But I was a bit frustrated after the game. I just felt we sort of sat in a shape and took the point. But when you're not winning games at home, and not winning enough games and you're taking a point. I just felt a bit frustrated about Sunderland. But yeah, in isolation, it was a good point. But then when you follow it up with two wins, it's a great point, isn't it? I think that's the thing, isn't it? You know, like at the time, we'd just come back after two weeks off and it didn't feel like much had changed. Um, same sort of, same story, really. You know, a single yes. nil, nil of the season and... You're looking at it and thinking, what what have they spent the, the break doing? Because nothing, yeah, he, from, he from did what you saw, nothing looked different. To to his credit, in a way, Ryan Law, he, he did change the shape. He went to like a three four three. Played Reese off the left, trying to get him a bit more direct, and Brady off the right, trying to cut in, and then Ched through the middle. But yeah, just they're they're going to be an half decent side. Sunderland forty one thousand. I mean, you don't see that. In Premier League, yeah. I mean, there was full house yesterday at Norwich, you were 25,000, you know what I mean? So it probably was a good point, but like say, you followed it with two wins, it's it's a brilliant point, isn't it? I think to be fair to him, I think the international break probably came at the right time, didn't it? We we lost that game, Sheffield United, and then he's probably looked at things and by his own admission, he said we need to experiment a little bit more, which he has done this last week. <clears throat> and it seems as though you know, you don't want to get too carried away, but it seems as though it's what he's done or what he's doing is working. So that was the first real game for him to try something different and to come away with a point and follow it up with two wins. You, know, you can't really complain, can you? I think he's had his wings clipped a little bit uh, in the fact that he, he, I would imagine he'll reflect on it like the start of the season and the back end of last season. I think he perhaps allowed himself to get a little bit carried away. I think, um, I think the defeat to Sheffield United and then the two weeks, uh, perhaps I, I just offered him a little bit of clarity, really, more than anything. I just think, sort of just to reassess where we are. Uh, and I think maybe a little bit, sort of, uh, a comeback down to earth may have helped himself and the lads, really. Uh, I think the like- statement as well came out at the right time. I think I think it was a point for everyone to just kind of, and low included, to just try and have a little bit of a reality check from what had gone on previously. You could tell in Lowe's um, like press that he did over that two-week period and in, in the build-up to the Sunderland game that he seemed a little bit more subdued, didn't he? He seemed a little bit more like, yeah, do you know what? Maybe I have sort of been a bit too vocal um, in the previous months. And um, for, for want of not bringing... Blackpool into this. I think something that Michael Appleton said uh, the other day, he said, we've got to remember who we are. And I think maybe Lowe's had a moment similar to that where he's thinking, let's just look at what we've got and realise where we are and maybe I should not try and 
um, big us up so much. And you can understand it to an extent, the feel-good factor, the season tickets and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think it's been been a turning point. Hopefully it's been a turning point. I think it's a disjointed season this season, isn't it? Because obviously we started earlier than normal. This, the, the transfer window went on till the end of September. And then we stop in back end of November, start again in December after the World Cup. And I think what's happened is he's probably wanted, like Peter Ridsdale said, two more players than every manager always wants. And he's probably had to work, realise that he's got to work with what he's got and get the best out of what he's got. So McCann, Sean Maguire, who normally in, in sort of his games in charge wouldn't have started Chad Evans at Sunderland. Just work with what you've got and get to January and see where we are then. Because, like I say, it's a just disjointed season. You just got to get the best out, eat the best out of what you've got. And to be fair, the last certainly two games, he's mixed it up a little bit. He's put players in positions that maybe wouldn't normally have happened. Brown at right back, Robbie Brady, and well, right of a three at Sunderland, and then attacking the field yesterday. And it's it's worked, hasn't it? You just get eat that, like I say, eat the best out of what you've got. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think, you know, we've given him a bit of stick saying he's come out and said that he'd be happy to work with what he's got and are we seeing him get any improvement out of sort of the squad and individuals? And I think, you know, you look at these last three games and there's an argument to be had that um, he's done a good job working with what he's got. You know, like you said, Sammy's he's sort of changed things up a bit and credit where it's due because seven points from nine is a good return given that we played Norwich, West Brom and Sunderland as well. I think Fernandez getting back into the fold and actually playing a few games in a row has helped as well because it's it's enabled him to... He's found a way to get Brady and Fernandez in the team, whereas when we had Brady out there, we were kind of playing one way, which we spoke about on the podcast before in terms of um, the type of crosses that Brady puts in. But Fernandez is a completely different player, isn't he? And Brown moving out onto the right. I've seen him get a bit of criticism and, and he got pulled off on Wednesday because he was getting he was getting done money. But I think I think going forward, I think Brown offers us that a little bit more. He's got a lot of work to do defensively. Because to be fair to Potts, I mean he brought Potts on on Wednesday and Potts was brilliant defensively. But does he offer that that you know that that bit going forward that Brown can do? So yeah, I think Fernandez coming back has really helped things follow. I mean, he's got what? He's got two assists, hasn't he? Last two yeah. games. Um, let's talk about West Brom then. First sort of 15, 20 minutes, good start. And I think thoroughly deserving of taking the lead. And I think in all honesty, unlucky at half time not to be at least 2-0 up. Uh, yeah. However, I do think my, my father-in-law said something at half time and tended to agree with him. He said, I think we're... Probably unfortunate not to be at least two up, but equally, I think West Brom can be disappointed that they weren't level at half-time given the dominance they had. Yeah, it was a really open game. You mentioned they were great for the first sort of quarter of an hour. We were outstanding for the first quarter of an hour. You know, sort of turning up, and there's always a little bit of uh, trepidation, I suppose, when when you're constantly drawing. But that, that sort of quarter of an hour just sort of, lifted the gloom and everybody got back got back into it uh, type thing and uh, and the early goal always helps especially when you've been drawing like I said um, 
uh, and it was a great goal, and we ought to score before that because uh, we put together a couple of real great moves in that in the first quarter of an hour. Um, uh, uh, and then McCann hit the post uh, about 20 minutes later. Um, yeah, the first half was great. Um, it got us back sort of uh, into it because you could be <laughs> giving them for turning up and thinking, well, yeah, we could be in for you know another attritional a, a 90 minutes. But the way it started. Um, and 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 really, it was a motif for what was to come because it was a pretty open game. Um, so a brownie um, alluded to it earlier on um, about Brown getting done. He's, he's got all the ingredients to be um, a wing back at this level, but obviously, uh, when you're coming against a proper winger in Dean Garner, that was a, a stylish performance. It was it was almost peacockery at times. The plumage he showed was. <laughs> was incredible at times. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I've I felt a little bit for Brown. Um, he has got the ingredients, um, but he's come up against some proper pr- proper wingers. Um, I felt uh, I felt uh, the uh, difference. I felt the difference between Sunderland and the other five nil nils that we've had is we got the goal against West Brom and sort of had something to protect rather than settling for the point. I said that to you yesterday, and I saw there's a difference, in my opinion, between it being nil-nil and settling for a point and being one up and protecting a, a, a lead. Do you know what I mean? And to be fair, like I felt sorry for Brown because Wallace, Swift, Dean Garner, and then Colin Grant, who actually, I don't know why, but he got pelted off the nerve fans when he got took off. He ain't going to get a better, better middle three, attacking three than that, are you? I mean, I won't. I won't imagine the wages will be pittance, will they? You know what I mean? Well, well, I actually tuned into the Twitter Spaces after the game. They were sort of imploding, obviously, about Steve Bruce, and and they said, "I can't watch this Steve Bruce uh, style of play week in, week out." To be honest, I thought West Brom played a pretty, a pretty good style, uh, a pretty good brand of football. To be honest, I, won't, I was going to say what, it every week. What do they want? They were slagging Ismail off for his brand of football and saying he needed to go, which he did eventually. Um, and I, yeah, he really want, easily, I, think, I think to be fair to him, they don't want to be bottom three when you're West Brom. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you wouldn't yeah, be happy, would you? <laughs> obviously, yeah, obviously they want they want winning yeah. football, but if if they're not happy watching. Long ball, and then they're not happy watching a possession based style. Then <laughs> what do they want to watch if it's all right? Yeah, it's result, not, it's not result, our problem for West Brom. It's not a West Brom podcast, obviously, but it's results business. And if you've got Livermore, Rogic, uh, who was a lad who was on loan at us, uh, Malumbi, like I said, the middle three, and then Colin Grant, and that uh, the lad from uh, Salford, is it? Um, Asante, that's him, yeah. They're an Andy side, so they shouldn't be bottom three. They'll end up going one and they'll go and get somebody else. So, but it was a good win that, to be fair, to North End. I was fearing the worst. I think low. I think the way we started was by design, wasn't it? Because he he mentioned the fact that um, West Brom concede early goals and don't come back from it generally. Um, so it was a case of, and I don't know whether that was something to do with the fact that we turned round and face the town end as well. But he. Um, yeah, that, that was the whole plan. And we got the early goal. And I think Bruce mentioned it afterwards as well. He said, you know, we've conceded another early goal. It's amazing the mentality of sport, isn't it? You know, that that's all in the head, isn't it, really? But we've got in their heads and managed to um, get the win. So, yeah, um, 
I think like Sam says, it was it was ideal really um, to get it. Probably the best, one of the best teams to play at that time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, which yeah. got us back on track, ready for the weekend. Do you think you could argue that they didn't have the momentum headed into the game? Oh, please not. <laughs> oh, my word. It was swinging in that game, the momentum. Well, <laughs> well, as we know, Brownie, sport ebbs and flows, doesn't it? I mean, um, if, if ever there was an advert for momentum, it was yesterday's game at Norwich. Norwich took the lead, North had equalised. Um, we went 2-1 up, didn't we? So we had the momentum at that stage, but Norwich equalised and then we went 3-2 up. I just don't know how this momentum thing carries anyway. It's incredible. I mean, how can momentum change that often in, in 90 minutes of football? Some people tell me teams can get momentum after getting a corner. But anyway, we're not turning this into a momentum podcast because it's it's nonsensical. <laughs> yeah, well, me... I've, I've took uh, momentum out of my vocabulary. I don't want to upset Sally anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't resist getting a bite out of him, to be fair. <laughs> um... Yeah, well, I'm on a an anti-momentum crusade so if you've taken that out of your vocabulary sound, I must be doing something right <laughs> <laughs> don't want to fall out of you that's all a small victory yeah so yeah I'm delighted with that yeah we'll, we'll move on to yesterday then um, obviously West Brom had a great result <laughs> and backs to the wall job at times and yesterday um, I know Simon Solly you were both there uh, what, what's your takes on it yeah, we just didn't start at all. Um, first ten minutes, I was thinking it could be it could be double figures. Um, but then so we just started to put um, a couple of moves together before we equalised, and it was a great goal. Um, you know, I spoke about it in the past about Reese. He's he's absolutely all instinct, and when he's got time to think, it tends to go wrong. But when when he sort of sees the ball and, and he just knows what to do with it instinctively and uh, and it was a great header uh, you know Lowe spoke about how, how he how he won't be scoring too many headers but um, he's clearly got the talent and ability who, to do so Who was it that's been saying uh, Reese can't score with his head? Lowe said that didn't he? Uh, in the pressure No I'm saying like we, we've been saying that haven't we and it's an emphatic yeah. header yesterday. Do you not think for their first look? I know it's not great defending, but do you think a bit unfortunate with Fred? He seemed a little bit unsighted, perhaps a little bit blinded by the sun. Um, yeah, well, and also um, he was wrong footed as well. It's it's a good finish. Um, I I don't really think he should save it. I saw a couple of people commenting that he should save it. Not for me. Uh, I think it's just a good finish. The ball, the ball, the ball was given away in the build up, weren't it? Which allowed them to shift it inside and then obviously he gets his shot away doesn't he and I had two predictions yesterday 5-0 defeat and a 1-0 win so the disparity between between them two uh... well we got we got five goals just probably yeah, not in, yeah. not in the way you imagined and then like I said to you before Jake you 1-0 down after what was it two or three minutes I think you know no here we go but to be fair we did actually grow into the game a bit better to be fair and it did us a favour them scoring in, in, a, in some sort of weird way because it opened it up a little bit. So they played with a four at the back. Fernandez and Brown sort of was a bit 1v1 with their two full-backs. And when the game opened up, it allowed us to at least get at them a little bit. And then 
don't know you mentioned about Reese's header. It's a, it's a brilliant header, but the ball from Brady on his right foot, not his left foot, brilliant ball in. And I didn't even see it back in there. I thought it had gone off for a, no. for, for a corner. But to be fair, it's a, it's a, it is it's a brilliant header, and but the ball in was quality. Norwich is one of those away ends where you where the where the goal. Sort of the other, sort of the other end of the pitch feels an absolute lifetime away. It's a hard. I didn't see the ball at the net either. No. Um, and there was sort of a, a sort of a pause where I was thinking, "Is this in?" Uh, and Reese never like, like wheels off, does he? So I was he, just going to say, he's just stood yeah. there wandering around. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't help. What's that, going on? Where's it the ball? My, it was my first time to Norwich, but they're very clever in the way that they've uh, put the away end right in the sunlight. You know what I mean? It, that the corner of the home end behind the goal, we got two, and then our little five hundred section in the corner. I, I couldn't see a thing, mate. It just like blinded. And also, it's always nice weather at Norwich. Like it's always a lovely day. The pitch is always a special shade of lime. It, it's, it's just a really bright place, and they're playing a bright <laughs> yellow, and and everybody's a shirter as well at Norwich. Everyone wears Norwich colours. It's it's just one big sort of. A, a, a colour party going on there uh, and yeah like like you said about the sunlight I had I actually asked a steward and uh, and a few Norwich supporters uh, if they had any headwear to sort of block the sun but they didn't uh, and they didn't oblige unfortunately uh, but uh, to be fair that was in the uh, second half so we uh, we managed to see our goals pretty clearly didn't we I would say would you would you have been better taking some given that you had uh, changed half your outfit earlier in the day yeah. then yeah, did yeah, Tesco not have a hat? No. No, F and F don't specialise in headwear. <laughs> yeah, how was how was Shawnee? I know he obviously impressive against West Brom. What what were your thoughts on his performance yesterday? Uh, I think he he Sean Shawnee mentioned it in the week, didn't he? He said that before Frankie eventually got, you know, the the sack, um and he picked up an injury, Sean, him and Reese set off a bit of a um, a partnership, didn't they? And he got injured. And that sort of got Reese's goals. But he's not going to get your goals, Shawnee. But he's he's a more nimble version than Chad, really. He's, he's, he, he takes the ball in brilliantly. He's got the half turn where he can shift it either side, left or right. And he probably complements Reese really well because Reese can go beyond and be more direct. But yeah, I think, well, he took him off. Was it an hour? I think he took him off to about an hour and brought Parrot on. It was half time, wasn't it? It was half was time. Was it half time? All right. So, yeah. All right, well, fair enough then. Um, but yeah, well, I hope that's not an injury because he's, he's coming and he's probably helped us play play that a little bit better and take the ball in and get us up the pitch, up the pitch a bit better. But yeah, he's he's, he's, he's been doing well, well, Maguire. I think he said he stiffened up after the midweek game, which yeah, you think now we've got Parrot who's injured. Like, Shawnee can't play three games, can he, really, in a week? Well, they're going to have to manage him, so. so, yeah, they're going to have to be careful with him. Yeah, I think I think he's really good in the air as well, and he uses his body well. He's, he's not... It sounds silly, but he's actually not that bad of a target man, really, because the way he can the way he can use his body... Um, yeah, he's more sort of agricultural, isn't he? he? He doesn't win a great deal of headers, but he's always sort of like knocking defenders when they're just yeah. about to jump, and the ball always seems to fly past them. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he's he's a particularly clever player. Uh, he's he's lost his pace, but he has adapted 
like in terms of link up play, he's the best we've got. He's um he's great at that. Um so yeah, he's a he's a big plus if we can keep him fit and it's a big if because obviously he's been tainted with injuries, he's a great asset to have. Yeah. I think it's is it a bit unfair now to maybe consider him an out and out striker these days? Because I think it's the... weird with strikers though, because I think it's complete. It's changed a little bit. Like I saw, like Danny Welbeck getting loads of praise for Brighton. I mean, he doesn't score every week. You know, he's not an out and out. You know, number nine that's going to get you twenty plus goals. So I think there's a little bit more now from strikers that you know, if they can bring other people into play and. Um, you know, link up like Shawnee does. If he can offer that a little bit more, then they're, they're more valuable to a team than what, you know, it used to just be about goals, getting the box and, and score goals. But I think it's a little bit more different now for strikers. It's kind of an all-round player that can be useful for the team. Do you not think that there's still that connotation, though, that comes with if you refer to someone as a striker, they're expected to score goals. And obviously we know Shawnee isn't scoring, but that's not diminishing... Don't, oh, don't get me wrong. You still need you need you need people to score goals, whether that's midfielders or, or you know we've got Reese who's scoring goals in a minute. But I think it's pretty it's too simplistic to just keep having a go at Shawnee for not for not scoring goals. I mean, I mean he got a chance the other night, didn't he? You know, you get. I think he's probably had more. Well, you know, I don't see Evans getting that many chances. Um, I know he had a few half chances against Sunderland, but you know, in terms of what he offers the team, I think I think Shawnee offers that that bit more for me. Yeah, it's a backhanded compliment, but he sort of misses chances that other people don't have, don't get, yeah. don't create. Um, yeah, I agree. If you can just get that back, that confidence back, you don't know, dear. Do you? you know, he's, he's he seems to have worked on things over the summer. You know, he's mentioned about his, he seems to be a bit stockier, doesn't he? He looks a bit harder on the pitch. He's got himself a new haircut and everything. He's, he's, yeah, he's going for it. I think it's the hair. <laughs> Uh, with the tattoos and he, and he looks a little bit older he, he used to have the baby face now he looks like a grizzled sort of seasoned pro and he's coming to, <laughs> to fuck you up and you mentioned midweek about him hitting full I don't know what full pace is I don't know what that is for him but he said he, said he hit it for the first time in years so I mean that can only be a positive can't it and they're going to have to manage Shawnee because they've got what is it another three games in eight days next week so uh, Bristol Stoke and then um, Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to have to manage him because if Parrot's injury, which I'm sure you'll mention in a minute, um, if Parrot's injury is as bad as first feared, you've got your options of Reese, Evans, and Maguire. And Maguire, he, I mean, two detached hamstrings or whatever he's had, they're going to have to manage that because that, I mean, you don't want him to break down, do you? Like, say, a full pelt. First time in three years or whatever it's been. <laughs> yeah, that's you fear you, you fear the worst, don't you? Maybe it's my pessimistic outlook on life, but yeah. But he's, he's he, he, to be fair, he, he's cha- he's helped us and changed us, and he's, he's compliment for Risu, and he probably didn't have a direct um, direct um, impact in the goals, but he's he's, he's, he's well, the first goal he was involved in it, wasn't he? Shifting it out wide, so yeah, he was doing well, on Maguire. Yeah, Maguire's not the only one that we're going to have to manage. Um, so, so Brady's the one that I always really, I, I get sort of scared when he when he's when he's playing because I don't want him to break down because he offers a great deal to the team and obviously um, in the midfield it's it's more sort of I don't know you could argue it's more high octane sort of running 
um, up and down the pitch all game. Um, and obviously, he's been tainted with injury as well in the past. So I think on that, though, Sol, he's already played double the amount of games that he did last season for Bournemouth. No, you're right. I think I, think I tweeted when, uh, when he signed that you sort of know how this tail ends, but you sort of watch it anyway. Um, and I've been wrong in that regard um, so far because I just thought he'd get injured relatively early. Uh, but we need to keep him fit because obviously uh, it's a great option to have. Although, and the difference with Maguire is, is that you can sort of bring Johnson and you can bring uh, Woodburn in and we've got a little bit more protection in that area. I like to mix and match a little bit. We don't necessarily have that luxury with a striker. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, something to uh, be wary of. And I'm sure Lowe will, uh, will manage it correctly. I think you'll have to play around <clears throat> with the formations, won't he? I think you'll probably be a case of two tens in behind Reese for a few games, I think, because you know, you can't you can't flog Shawnee. And I mean Evans, I mean, how many games has he played consecutively for for a while? You know, he might break down because he had he had his uh, problems, injury problems last year. So and obviously he's not twenty one anymore. So I think he's probably gonna have to play around with the formations. You wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to see DJ come back in like you say and, and Woodburn um over the next few games. I think as well with Parrot. You know, it, obviously it didn't look great, did it? And if it is a hammy and it's gone properly, then that's two, three months out and takes us up to uh, the January window. Just sounds more that, isn't it? He gets first goal of the season and then wheels off celebrating and pulls his hamstring. I mean, how's your look? Did you notice that at the time, Sam, or not? I didn't at all. I had no, no idea. No, I was... Um... Uh, I was down the steps right to the You're front. upside down, weren't you? Uh, not quite. Certainly horizontal. <laughs> um, no, I did not, not <laughs> didn't notice uh, Parrot's hamstring. Obviously, in the aftermath, he's led on the deck and he's thinking, oh dear. But yeah, that what what is usually what, eight weeks plus in it, an hamstring. So that that that's probably sees him new year job in it. Has it, um, has it stayed as Troy's goal as well? I know there was some people saying that it was definitely an OG and it looked like, like an OG to me. Uh, yeah, it my angle and it took a wicked deflection. Actually, Tim Kruger, the Norwich net, did remarkably well to try and keep it out as much as he did. Uh, it was nearly a, a ridiculous save. Thankfully, feels it went in. Last last one before we go to a break then. Do you, do you think it's any coincidence that now that Emil's being given a run of games that he's started scoring goals again? We always knew he was a streaky striker and the fact that once he gets one, he can go on a run. Um, and it, 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 It's just pure confidence with him. Uh, obviously, Lowe's backed him since the uh, transfer window. Um, when he stayed, obviously. Um, and Lowe's backed him. He's given a run of games. And once he got that one, you know, against West Brom, he's been away, hasn't he? Um, so, well, he, he obviously it, came on for 25, didn't he, against Cov, scored the goal, and then he started yeah. six in a row, and obviously he scored yeah. another three. Um, he probably, Reese probably needed a bit of clarity on what he was doing, wasn't he? I mean, he probably, you know, he didn't say it, but he would have gone, wasn't he? If the, if the price was right, he would have left. And then obviously there was a, a period of a couple of weeks and he scored against Coventry, like you say. And then... He's found a foil for him somehow, hasn't he? I mean, Evans didn't score at Sunderland, but Evans played through the middle. He was off the left. And then, obviously, midweek, it was Shawnee and, um, and Reese who got goal um, in midweek. Good for, good cross from Fernandez, And then, yesterday, Shawnee again. And then, obviously, Parrott came on and then changed it again. 
just find a good foil for him and play him, play him through the middle and he'll get you goals because, like I say, he's an instinctive tri- striker. He scores quirky goals, doesn't he? And play him through the middle and he'll get you those 20 goals that everybody craves, don't they? I think in all fairness, I think what they've been working on with Reese, you know, the, the two goals, well, the, the goal against West Brom and then the first goal yesterday, not really Reese type goals, you know, like a cross into the near post and Reese getting in there and then obviously the header. So he seems to have worked on his game a little bit more. Um, so hopefully that continues because he needs to be more of an all-round striker if he wants to get, you know, get that um, that big move and we get more money for him. Um, but on the flip side, he does get a lot of weird criticism. The people seem to focus on the fact that he, apparently he can't hold the ball up and you know weird little stuff like that. But when you got a striker who's scoring goals, you know, he, let's not focus on the stuff he. You know, the negative things, you know, let's just focus on the fact that we've got someone in the team who can actually score. Um, and and like Solly says, he is a complete confidence player. So that little bit of clarity and a few goals, hopefully he goes on a run now. Yeah, I think there's, like you say, Brownie, there's probably a little bit too much focus on the things that he can't do instead of focusing on the things that he's good at. Well, I think also because we turned down a lot of money for him, everyone focuses on that and goes, oh, well, I would have sold him or, you know, he's clearly not worth that money or, you know, he's overrated. You know, a lot of weird criticism for a, a guy who scored 20-plus goals last season and who, you know, gives his all for the team and, and scores goals. You know, it's just very odd for me why people just seem to want to beat him with a stick all the, the time. The weirdest one is the 20, 21 goals last season was a fluke. I don't think there's anything more consistent than scoring 20 goals through a season, is there? It's just, it's just really odd, you know. He is a strange player. He's a very strange striker. When you actually look at like the striker, yeah, he is. Yeah, I think that's why, because people think we're sort of the it's all round game, and, and this guy really shouldn't be scoring twenty goals in a season. It's like, like you think of the great strikers we've had over the years, like Nugent's and your Fullers, etc. Um, he's 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 completely different to these. Yeah, he's still scoring more goals than them. It's 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 bizarre. <laughs> he certainly confuses me anyway. But I love him. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Sol. Big, 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 big fan. He does uh, need to work on his celebration, though. It lines yeah, me up. Yeah. They're like situations like yesterday where Sam and Sol are unsure if the if the ball's actually gone in the back of the net. One of the things you'd look for is is the player celebrating, and Emil just stands there. <laughs> I think he'd endear himself to the fans if he just went nuts one time and just went like you know ran into the crowd or somewhere. I think that'd like people would be people would love him more then. Yeah. Thing is as well, it's not like he's not scored big goals where he, he would have had an opportunity to go and do that. Like the equaliser against uh, Sheffield United um, yesterday, put bringing us back into the game against Norwich when we've conceded in, like inside two minutes, and you're thinking the worst. So I it's think an opportunity to go and, like you say, Brown, and go nuts. I think he'd get more love if he did it when when another person scored. Just like completely random jumping into the stand. <laughs> I think that would be better. Uh, but yeah, I agree. You should celebrate. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. Just, just go absolutely nuts, berserk. Yeah, on that note, boys, um, I think you can all go nuts and go berserk and go and get a brew if you want, and I'll see you in part two. Cheers, mate. Sound.
Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. We've got a couple of listener questions to answer and we'll look ahead to the upcoming games against Bristol City and Stoke City. The first question we've got is from Martin Bond on Twitter and he's asked, Is Ryan Lowe learning how to win games in this league? Wednesday felt more like an Alex Neal performance, not necessarily in formation, but in levels of pragmatism. <laughs> I mean, I think you can get... Like people say, when you get carried away if you lose games, I think you get too carried away if you win a couple of games. You know, I think you kind of work it out as you go through. And then at the end of the season, you can kind of surmise all like halfway through. I mean, I think the, the Wednesday performance, I think, was more... I don't know, we hadn't won for a while. And I think he was kind of desperate to hold on, really, in the end. And obviously, West Brom are a, are a class team. Um, so, yeah, I get what he's saying. I think we were really defensive on on Wednesday. I think we were pretty much in our own half the whole time. And we don't really have that pace to counter-attack. You know, like I mentioned, you mentioned Alex Neal, and I know it took us a while to mention him. Um, but, um, oh, we, we, <laughs> I know. but, you know, we, we then we, we'd have pace to counter or we'd play that, that certain way where you know we'd go and nick another. Whereas on Wednesday, I didn't really think we were going to score another goal, if I'm honest. I think it was more a case of let's just hang on, which was fine because we got the win. But I don't think it was kind of a, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was more to do with the fact that we were desperate not to concede rather than actual, probably giving him a disservice there. But I think it's kind of mentality there was just let's not lose or let's not draw. I think to answer the question in a roundabout way, they got a couple of lickings last year, didn't they? Luton, Blackburn at home, Fulham away. And I don't know whether this is true or not. You'd have to ask him yourself, Ryan Law. But I think he's probably set us up to be a bit more rigid this, this year. And to obviously cover Van der Berg and Everson's loss and make us a bit more rigid, like you say. And uh, maybe not, not you know, finding ways to win games is probably wrong, but certainly to defend better, defend your box better. Um, so maybe that's probably the point, really, that I mean, we've conceded what is it? Four goals in twelve. That they, it, nobody's better defensive record in this division. But obviously, the goals four isn't great. But yeah, to probably answer that, it, it, we're defending better and as a, as a unit than you know maybe winning games because we've only won three games out of twelve on four out. Of yeah, we're, we're a lot more deep, aren't we? Uh, under low, and we don't do as much off the ball. Uh, there's been times where we scratched my head thinking we're not doing anything off the ball to be honest whereas um, under Neil we tended to uh, try and press as much as possible uh, as high as possible at the pitch um, I think just yeah. on your point there Sol where you're saying it doesn't feel like we're doing much off the ball I think that's why fans get so frustrated in games like Burnley where we have we see little of the ball we're not doing much off it and when we are on it we're very wasteful I think that's where the frustration starts to build and and creep in because it's like make the most of these opportunities when we've got possession instead of just hoofing it up pitch or like just running into a dead end or a poor sloppy pass and you give the ball away and then we're back under the cost for 10 minutes. I think that's where the, the frustration starts to creep in, isn't it? Yeah, I think when you try to dig in and you sit deep, you've got to have, you've got to have the sort of threat of a counter-attack 
Whereas we don't tend to have that. We didn't in the uh, second half against West Brom. It was just wave after wave. And I felt a little bit for Reese, obviously, uh, up top alone, isolated. Because, I mean, there's, there's not a great deal he could have done. The ball has been hoofed and then coming back. But it, not being critical there because uh, it was needs must. And it was it was a bodies on the line, bats to the wall win. And it was a great win. And it got us back going. But um, there, has, there has been times this season where I've been watching us. I've been thinking... Yeah, we're, we're just doing not a great deal off the ball, and it and it can get uh, annoying, uh, especially uh, in the games like Burnley, where obviously Burnley have possession, uh, and then we never really like counting. We are more of a a build um, a build up team now, um, as opposed to a counter attack team, which we have been in the past. So I just think it's I just think it's slightly different in that way, but um, yeah. Uh, if Ryan Lowe can work out how to win games at this level, no one's going to complain at, at, at anything, essentially. I think Sam's right about the defence, like, because of the, the type of players we've got at the back as well. You know, Lindsay, he's not the most mobile, but he's but he's comfortable with balls into the box, isn't he? That's why he looks so good. Because if, if we're so deep and people are crossing balls into the box and Lindsay's just clearing them away, um, that's that's easy for us. And I think when, team, when we force teams to do that, not really look like conceding. It's no real surprise that we've we've got such a good defensive run, you know. And then I know Cunningham's come in, but you know Hughes is great in the air as well when he's played. So I think the type of defenders that we've got has kind of forced us to play that way. And he's trying to protect those three at the back more so than than as you know than an actual game plan to some extent. I think it's just more to the fact that yeah, you know, the defense is. And to be fair to them, they've done a really good job with it, haven't they? And, and obviously, Woodman's absolutely different class in here at this level. He's been a great signing as well. Next question then. This one is from Josh Taylor on Twitter, and he asks, how high is Alvaro Fernandez's ceiling? Very. <laughs> um, against Huddersfield, that first 45 minutes before he picked up his injury, just the best I've seen, arguably, any sort of first debut for North End. Picked up his injury, struggled, but he looks like he's back to full sort of fitness now. He's going to be one of them. He's tears at the end of the season when he goes back, same as Van der Berg and Everson. Quality, very good. Yeah, it that cameo at Huddersfield, as you alluded to there, Sam, was, was ridiculous. People, people are sort of scratching their heads in the way and thinking, who on earth is this guy? Um, and, and obviously he is a little bit wet behind the ears you can see that he's a little bit naive at times on the ball he's always trying to make something happen which is by no means a bad trait but when you're 1-0 up late or you're 3-2 up late you don't necessarily want you want to you know try to take on a man or, uh, or stuff like that but you know I love his tenacity he's, um, he's a yeah yeah this guy's going to be quality um, a great signing and yeah it's going to be emotional when he leaves yeah I don't mean I can add much more than what what the guys have said he's, he's quality isn't he and it's no yeah. surprise like I said before when he's come back into the team that we've been that little bit more attacking down that side and we've actually started to get more points I think he's he's just a little bit different to anything else we've got in the side isn't he he's probably one of a few players that'll get on the ball looks comfortable on the ball as well but will get at a defender and, and run yeah. at him and he's, give he's him direct isn't he? to think about yeah exactly for, for, for his first touch he's out of his feet and direct yeah, we don't have another player like that, do we? Really? No. Can dribble at players. Do you, would you say? Yeah, I'm sorry, so I'll go on. 
I was just going to say that his talent is sort of, we already know how good he is, but sort of um, his character as well. There was a nice moment at the end where he was sort of cajoling the supporters into um, awaiting Lowe's, his pub and stuff like that. So he seems a good character to have around the group as well. So, um, yeah, um, he's been a great signing. On to Bristol City then. Um, they've lost four, drawn one of the last five. Uh, Pearson's under a bit of pressure. They're just sitting outside of the bottom three. Do you think it's without wanting to risk giving it the kiss of death or the commentator's curse, do you think this is a, a decent chance for back-to-back-to-back wins this season? On paper well, it is. We all know, don't we, Brownie? Football's not played on paper. Uh, yeah. Cliché alert. <laughs> a record. We have a good record there, don't we? Yeah. Uh, it's been a happy hunting ground for us. Um, at Bristol are in bad form we're in good form um, it's, it's just one of them isn't it? normally we go there expecting so we know we've got a good record there but you sort of turn up there and think our record here has got to sort of uh, get worse at some point so you're always sort of uh, in the back of your mind fearing the worst but uh, we tend to get surprised there um, turning up yesterday obviously you we we chatted before kickoff, didn't we, Sam? That obviously uh, it sort of got the feeling of Bournemouth away last season, where you start your journey thinking that you're in for a real fill, but sort of just before kickoff, you're thinking you're going to win, um, and and hopefully we get that that feeling. But we can, we can quite confident uh, in the fact that they're out of form, uh, and we've had uh, a really good week, uh, and let's hope we can take that into the game. What what they did, at, well, certainly against West Brom, is they set off at a decent pace and a clear plan to sort of have the first 10 minutes have a, have a goal. Adam said they turned them round and they've attacked towards the town. And I would say if they can get an early goal at Bristol, they might turn and then potentially, like I say, have something to protect um, and then maybe put them under a bit of pressure because they're the type of sacking club, aren't they? Where they'll get rid of Pearson and bring somebody else in and have a, another... 12 months of another manager so hopefully we go there take the game to him early on get a goal and then protect it but you take a point wouldn't you I know it's daft but you would oh, after a win um, yesterday you take a point wouldn't you I think yeah going into the home yeah, game of the weekend you always take yeah. a point at this level road I think especially given it's back to back wins as well you know coming coming back home against Stoke City who've been a little bit indifferent since Alex went there. Two defeats, three draws, two wins. Not the worst, not the best. Um, but, you know, you always back, back yourself at home. Um, I think mention about the pragmatic approach before. Just love to see opposition managers come out and go on about our time wasting and, and all that sort of stuff. It's always a good sign that, that you've you've come away from an away game and got a decent win. So, yeah, like Sam says, if we can get that early goal and wind up their fans, as we usually do, then, yeah, it'd be a good, another good night. We, we all know Nigel Pearson loves a whinge as well, doesn't he? Yeah, people just hate losing against, like, like you know, against smaller teams because we are really to Norwich, aren't we? People just get so wound up by it. What do people expect us to do? Just turn up there and just not, do you know, not waste time? They were... They were... They were booing for anything, weren't they? Yesterday, like any time wasted. Parrot goes down after the goal, boo. And then he's gone up, he's gone off with an hamstring injury. What the fuck can you <laughs> yeah. do? You know what I mean? Six six to eight weeks out, hamstring injury. Give it give it pelters, the time wasting. 
Yeah, these clubs who've just been in the Premier League, they seem to have that divine right to beat us, don't they? Because we're a little old press in North End. But surely Norwich, I mean, they must know by now that we're going to turn up there and get a result. That I can't remember. That. Well, we got beat there midweek on the nail, didn't we? Uh, towards the start of one season. Um, yeah. But we tend, we tend to have a pretty decent record there, I think, in my time going there. I think I've only seen us get beat once. I think that defeat as well, there was talk of Farker getting sacked as well because they'd started really poorly that season, hadn't they? And then obviously ended up going on to win the league. But yeah, Robinson at the bar, didn't he? Yeah, Robinson. Yeah, edge, edge of the box, was it? Like snapshot from the edge of the box. Yeah, that was um, Tete and what was he called, the midfielder? Yeah. Tete scored a worldie, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did, yeah. Yeah. Um, who knows? Had that Robinson chance gone in, we might have won the league that season. <laughs> Fine margin, Sal. Um, well, what, what's your points? <laughs> <laughs> what's your prediction for Bristol City then, boys? I think we'll win two 0 I think we'll score early. I think we'll score late. I think another nil nil. I think. Yeah, nil nil. I go. Which I'd eight. say. Be happy with that. Yeah, That'd seventh, be, seventh be, nil nil of the season. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying one nil, one nil North End. Um, but I think agree with with uh, Sam and Adam take take a nil nil definitely. Um, obviously Saturday Stoke coming back to Deepdale. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm not sure whether or not Alex will get a good reception coming back. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. 100%. Surely he will. He will do. 100%. That's everyone on the feet. Standard ovation. Some people <laughs> even go like that. You know that. Like, yeah. 100%. Good. It, it obviously went wrong towards the end, but he did a great job here. Uh, I hope people aren't immature and, and ridiculous about it. I don't really see any reason to... You know, there's obviously a few out there who, who genuinely despise him. But I think I think there are... The majority of people realise what the job he did, the constraints he was under, the COVID season, all those weird things that just kind of accumulated at the end for for it to end badly. But I don't think there's any reason to to boo him at all. No, I hope, I hope they don't. He's uh, he went a bit sour towards the end, like you say, but he's um, certainly problems and issues that he had, you know, COVID and what have you. But he should get a good reception. I hope they do. Uh, he won't lap it up. He'll not lap it up. No. But I hope they do. I hope, I, you know. I mean, let's not forget, it. you know, he was the first manager to take us top of the league at, at this level since Paul Simpson. Um, which, given that that happened with Jaden Stockley and Joe Rafty in the side, is no mean feat. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what, just on Paul Simpson, by the way, he's did a cracking job up at Carlisle. He's at playoffs now, won at Hartley Pool yesterday in a local derby. Every credit to him. He's back. Not, uh, following Hartlepool. Uh, Carlisle the other week, so Grimsby. Well, I, um, yeah, I, yeah, I went to Grimsby to what? I'm obviously, you know, I had good mates with Jack Armour, uh, the ex North End prodigy, uh, and he's on at Carlisle now. He's doing quite well for himself. So we had a free midweek. I've never been, I've never been to Grimsby before, so I thought I'd go and watch Jarber and Hunts at. Um, at Grimsby, <laughs> I've no idea how they won the game. Grimsby were actually quite a decent team for that level. You know, they play some pretty good football. Uh, but Carlisle scored two, uh, two goals, and Grimsby only scored one. Simple got, as that, really. Got a hug as well, didn't you? 
Yeah, I got a hug off Hunt. Yeah, yeah, Hunt's recognised me. It was quite funny, actually. I was in the stand, um, sort of applauding and sort of just bowing down to him a little bit. And he, I spotted him looking at me and I was thinking, I'm sure I recognise that guy there. Uh, uh, anyway, he, he spotted me and said, come down to the bottom. And we and we had a warm embrace. You know, I, so I congratulated him on a big three points. And, and yeah, it was a really nice moment for all involved. He sent me uh, a picture of his man of the match champagne the other day and said that it it was his third one in as many games. Oh, till we pissed him, Ollie. <laughs> Doesn't drink, does he? No. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not really sure what to expect from from Alex Neil and Stoke. Um, yeah, what what do you reckon, fellas? I think they've been beaten four nil last weekend on to Watford. Drew at Burnley and then beat Sheffield United. So, like I said, they don't know what to expect. Is probably the right way to put it. Um, they'll, they'll be they'll be drilled, won't they? And they've got some good players. So, let's hope we can, like I said, take the game to them and potentially pick up three points. It's probably an all right team to uh, time to play them in it because they're a little bit indifferent. Obviously, Alex Neil's not got his full stamp on the team or, or recruitment yet, so it's probably a decent time to play him. So I'd like to think we'll be able to go out and get something. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing to show Neil, we'll have a plan. We've got some good players. I expect another good game of football, to be honest. Predictions? 1-1. 2-1 win. 1-0 win. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Sol and say 1-1 on that one. I hope to God these predictions... Don't just give us like the kiss of death and it's two defeats. I know what's wrong with us. What's wrong with top us? two, <laughs> top two end of this week. <laughs> back to back wins doing. and we're getting carried away. Um, yeah, boys. I think unless you've got anything else you want to add or finish on, then we can we can wrap it up there. Good no, to mate. be back, lads. Good it's to be good, back. Good to have you back, Sol. Hopefully, see you again over the coming weeks. Um, Brownie, thanks well, as will. ever. You're uh, you're becoming a bit of a stalwart of the pod now. Well, yeah, it's just, I've got no life, Jake. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm still getting away with it. To be fair, but <laughs> yeah, um, Sam, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we'll have you back on at some point during the season, I've no doubt. No worries, mate. Enjoyed it. Cheers. So, uh, as, as solid a debut as I can remember. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cheers, boys. Thanks very much.
Bukhosen, 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 B